to the Worst Recovery Men Over 40 podcast episode 007, the seventh episode of the series. We have George Gonzalez from uh, California going to talk about his book, Answer the Call, Life Lessons from Family Origins Through Invention and Struggle. So let's go and talk about that a little bit, and then I'll give you some questions about how that pertains to divorce recovery for men over 40 and go from there. But go ahead and take it, George. Yeah, so my name is George V. Gonzalez. I am from Oxnard, California. I am a published author. I'm a real estate agent, an inventor, and a public speaker. That's a lot of hats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. So how did you come about your book? You know, we talked about before you were talking about you were called to it. So how do you, what was was your foray into that space with the book? What kind of pushed you toward that? I got to go back to my early teens. I've always believed that I was special and I believed that uh, my, my my life had a calling on my life, but I just didn't know what it was yet because I hadn't even lived life yet because I, obviously I was a young, young kid, a young teenager, but I but my faith would tell me that, you know, when the time was right, I was going to get exposed to what my calling is and whatnot along the way. And it's funny because during the pandemic in 2021, I was actually called to write the book. I had this feeling that hugged me and told me it's time to write the book. I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. The world is shut down. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And then they hugged me again. I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. So I I went, I I got, um, called my publishing company, uh, did some research, called my publishing company. And uh, we started that process. And when within three to six months, my complete book was done. And when I wrote the book, I was going to call it American inventor because I'm an inventor. And then I heard this whisper and that whisper whispered to me, answer the call. And then I heard it a second time. And that's when I knew that my book title was supposed to be called answer the call. So during the pandemic, I, I was called to write the book. And two weeks after that, I, the meaning of answer the call came to me and answer the calls about finding your gifts, your talents and pursuing your life's purpose. And then in the book, it talks about reassessing your goals and aspirations. How does that tie into the the uh, reassessing your goals? Yeah, the, the reassessing is similar to reinventing yourself. So basically, you have to grab your relatable experience from your previous maybe job, career, or previous life and grab the relatable experiences and utilize those on your new path forward. So what would you tell a guy over 40 who's just starting this divorce journey and, and he's hitting rock bottom? How do you drudge out of rock bottom? How do you combat that? You know, when I had a, a work-related accident when I was 39. And after that, because I wasn't the breadwinner in, in, in my family, in my relationship, that's when I got divorced. Okay. So what I didn't realize is when you're older – Women are looking for security. They're, look, they're looking for leadership. And when I got hurt, I fell into a depression. I was heavily medicated. So I wasn't the person that I was supposed to be at that particular time. Not that I'm blaming myself for it because I don't. And I also don't bl- blame her either. But it was just uh, the circumstances that we were dealing with. But now I realize that the problem that we had is because I couldn't maintain the household. So she was looking for security. So I would say, 
you have to look at your life, analyze your life, and see where you can do better and become a better individual. Not that you're not worthy at that particular time, but we have to grow into different people. Because the, the confidence that I have today, I can assure you that it's not the confidence that I had at 39 when I had the accident. Okay. And it, w- and it also wasn't the confidence that I had when I got divorced. So people talk about leaning into the pain. So you go through divorce, you go through the job accident, and you have the pain, the hurt, the frustration, the anger. How do you take that energy and turn it into positive? I made a commitment to myself that I was going to use that part of my life in a positive way. And I was going to harness that energy and use it to, like you said, make me mad, but make me do certain things like get back into exercising, reading, personal development, researching things, getting back to work. This is when I actually got my real estate license after that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I became uh, an award-winning agent during the pandemic. And then I wrote my book. And then it just took me to cloud nine. And this is where we are today, going on speaking engagements, sharing the, the messages of my book, getting on podcasts. And as you can imagine, my confidence is like really, really high right now. Because of that, okay. Because so, a man has, a man has to ahead. feel successful. A man has to feel successful. That's what a man has to do to get himself out of something. Out of something, okay. So, and then you talk about, or or people talk about, uh, the importance of resilience, hard work, and expectations. Uh, I'm a firm believer of realistic expectations. It's almost to the point where you don't want to get disappointed, but you keep your expectations at a at a height where you can attain them and don't make them realistic. How do you speak to that? You know, most of my goals have been unrealistic. Oh, interesting. The only thing the only way these things were gonna come to pass is if God was did some amazing miracles in my life. But 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 see the thing is that we we all here reach for the stars. We've all heard that. So why not do something so great that when you do succeed in it, you're like, wow, I really did do that. Because regardless how big it is or how far it is, it's the journey of becoming the individual to attaining that goal. So it's not the goal itself. It's not the goal itself. It's the journey. It's the person that we transform into. We're molded into it and forged into this individual that is worthy of the goal. But once we get to the goal, we realize I need a bigger goal. So it just steps. Yes. In your title, and this is what I was thinking about or very um, inquisitive about, you talk about family origins. How does that tie into your book? Family origins is the foundation of everything. Your career, your family, it's the foundation. Like It's important for me to know how my family was raised, my mom and dad, mm-hmm. the sacrifices that they made for me, and also my grandparents. Because that's the foundation of anything that I'm building. And I'm using their family values and their family expectations to lead me on my journey. That's why it's very important. Uh, grandparents and parents foundations actually translates to your future kids and grandkids and everything else. Mm-hmm. So that helps them too. Yeah, yeah be- because I want to make sure that they have 
strong family values. That is like I raised my daughter in such a way where I didn't want her to depend on anyone, yep. including my including myself. But I wanted to make sure that she understood that just because I'm telling you not to ever depend on a man doesn't mean you don't need one. Because a man is a is is a huge part of a family structure, and you want to make sure you have that intact. Because in today's society, girls think that oh, I can be single, I can be single, I can be single and have fun. But that's not the reality of life, though. At least not for the family values. Is and it's not the end goal. It's not the end goal. So you keep on going, and you make that family. And then you just perpetuate into other families. So it's just like a never ending, not a vicious cycle, but a a cycle that perpetuates the family on and on and on. 100%. Oh, okay. My subject is men over 40 divorcing. And I came to this, I was called to it just like you because another podcast and I want to branch out. A lot of the men I talk to, you know, they have families, so they're devastated. And the one thing they deal with is failure. Failure is a huge word for a man. How do you address that? How do you help a guy get past the sense of failure? When a man is not achieving something, it's a devastating blow to the ego. And I went through that too. So I had to make sure that I set goals for myself that I knew they were small progressions to the big goal. So my my thing is I want to reach a billion people with the message of answer the call. So my short-term goals is to get on podcasts, get on stages, network with a lot of people, uh, do a lot of social media content. That's the small goals and the small successes and achievements. The big goal is reaching a billion people. So that might look like uh, a, a smaller goal from that is maybe making my the story of answer the call into a mini series or into a into a movie to be mm-hmm. able to reach a billion people. It's almost like another foundation that you build in that Correct. foundation. Yeah. So you 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 do little successes headed towards to the big success because we 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 feel good when we're conquering the world. We feel good when we go home and we conquer our family and conquer our significance. We feel good. Mm-hmm. But the moment that we are not conquering our significance and we're not conquering life, then we feel that we're not doing our, our duty as a man, as a warrior, as the leader of the family. Okay. And that kind of leads to my next question. Um, how do you deal with setbacks? Setbacks and how they can be transformed into growth and self-discovery. You know, you can you can take those setbacks and kind of like twist them into something positive. Every single setback, there's a valuable lesson. Every single one. So we have to see, okay, if this happened for me, what lesson is here that I can use moving forward? And I can assure you there's always a lesson there of everything. It might be an experience, it might be wisdom that you can take and move forward and help other people along the way. That's very interesting to say that. When a friend of mine was dating after he got divorced, he crashed and burned on a lot of his girlfriends. But I told him that it wasn't really crash and burn because you learned what you didn't want and what you wanted. 
So you almost need to thank everyone in those crash and burns. Thank you for showing me what I don't want, showing me what I do want. And then eventually you found the right girl from all that weeding out process, I guess. A hundred percent. I mean, I, when I got divorced when I was 40 and, uh, I've dated other, other females and whatnot along the way. And like you said, certain relationships, I knew this is not what I want. Yep. Like, like right away. Boom. Yeah. Not only is this not what I want, this is not (laughs) what I need. Yep. Because it's going to interfere with my purpose and it's going to interfere with my journey. So if you're not a, um, a valuable asset to my journey, you can't be a part of it and you just have to part ways. But they kind of showed you what you didn't want to. So they were an asset kind of. God, man, that that's deep. I'm just stuck on the uh, foundation here. I just can't let it go. If you have a foundation and you have a guy going through a divorce and you try to build that foundation, that foundation has been crumbled, has been cracked or whatever. Uh, you feel like less of a man. How do you get that foundation back? How do you repair that foundation? When we go through a struggle, the foundation is not necessarily destroyed. The foundation that we're building everything on is a basis to restart and reinvent ourselves on top of that foundation. So the family values for me, my culture for me, and the things that I was exposed to by my family, my grandparents, and my my parents, that's the foundation. Just because my relationship failed doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. the foundation failed. So when I build again, I'm going to build it again based off the foundation that I had. So I know what a good woman looks like. Because I just look at mom and I look at grandma. I know what a good man looks like. I just look at my my father and look at my grandfather. That's what a good man looks like. So I'm the good man. So now I need to find a good woman. Definitely, it's not the woman of today that say that they're, they're, they're equal to men and they don't need a man. That's not my ideal woman. Mm-hmm. My ideal woman is the one that has a family values. The real values of a family. Gotcha. What uh, another thing I'm thinking about is, you know, you talk about that sound, that solid foundation with the grandparents, the parents. What happens if you come from a dysfunctional family and you don't have that foundation? How do you start to build that foundation when you don't have the experience of it? For the most part, if we if we follow the last couple generations, we'll notice that the dysfunction relationship is only one relationship. Hmm. Maybe it's mom and dad. It's definitely not grandma and grandpa. So we have to lean more on grandpa and grandma, how they were with their family values and what things were important for the household and bring that forward to our lives and our marriages and our relationships. Because our the generation, like my generation, I'm 50 now. You're a young man. So, so my my generation was exposed to drugs, gangs, and all this other stuff. So the dysfunction came from my generation. The previous generation, they didn't go through that. The family structure was still there. So we we we've only lost one generation of of, of family values. So we got to go forward to that for the previous generation and grab those family values forward. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. So you go back further, yes, just, you go, back just further. go back further for the solid footing for the foundation. You're on the stage and you have a chance to tell people one thing. You have a myriad of things to tell them. 
tons of stuff and, and it's great. What's one of the most important things you want to get to your listeners? What's one of the most important things you want to convey to them more so than the others? They're all important, but what's the one thing that you pull out of your shoebox that you want to present? If your life was at stake, I would say influence because who influences you and your foundation, your mental capacity to understand certain things, what you're exposed to, because that also affects relationships because we're talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. And if your relationship with your significant is not well, chances are your career is not going to be there either. It's all related spill into it. It'll spill into it. I, I told my mm-hmm. mom, I tell my mom this all the time that if you're a, a bad son, you will be a bad father and a bad brother. But if you're a good brother, a good father, then you're definitely a good son. They're all connected. Every single one of those. I'd look at my boys again, maybe slapping around a little bit. <laughs> Once again, I've done about four podcasts this week and I just been inundated with information and I just have to relate all this information together. But I haven't come I've never been presented the uh, foundation effect. That's what I'm going to call it, the foundation effect. And it does make sense. And it does go back. My grandparents are from Arkansas. And my grandfather was one of the first black men to have a secondary degree in the state of Arkansas. So education has been pushed on my family forever. So like you said, though, man, that foundation is so big and so deep. It, It is amazing. Our children will not do what we say, they will do what we do. And that's a fact. You have to become such a uh, great inspiration that they look up to you in such a way they want to honor your legacy. That's a good point. And I don't know if there's a term for this, but so you have two parents that have struggled and they make ends meet and they raise their kids and their kids are 20 something and they try to get them to go to college or whatever. They don't thrive. I see that time and time again, where the parents try their best to provide for their kids. And it's almost to the point where they spoil them and it works against them. But like you said, though, if they want to emulate you, but, but sometimes it doesn't work because I think raising kids, sometimes there's a huge luck factor. If they get in with the wrong crowd, get in with the wrong woman or man, they can get uh, sidetracked. But what you say is true, but there's always those external factors that kind of like deviate that. Yeah, so it's funny because I, I just had this conversation with somebody a couple of days ago that every child needs needs discipline, not punishment, discipline. And there's consequences to our actions, whether we listen or don't listen to mom and dad. And I think society in society... We're no longer allowed to spank our kids <laughs> or discipline our kids. Yeah, and that's and that's a huge problem. As when I raised my daughter, I told her that I would rather go to jail for spanking you than you go to jail yep. for me not disciplining you. So I raised her in such a way where I wanted her to admire what I was doing, but at the same time, I was able to speak to her in such a way. I didn't tell her I want you to do this because I said so. I want you to do this because the reason I'm doing it is for this reason. And if I don't do it, these are going to be the consequences. So I want you to be smarter than me, wiser than me. I want you to reach levels in life which bigger than me and and higher than me. 
So if, if we talk to them in that way, I, I, I believe kids will, will succeed. Now, if you have people like in, in my culture, a lot of, of a lot of our people, they're working the farms and the fields and strawberry fields and lemon orchards. Our, we're supposed to show our kids, look how tired I come from work. I'm, I've get, I get a beating every day at work doing what I do. I want you to do better than me. I don't want you to suffer the same pain that I suffer in the sun, raining, all, through all these elements, when you could use your mind instead of using your hands to work. But we have to talk to them in such a way that it's almost like they feel our pain. So they want to do better than us. Yes, and move them in that way. Uh, When my kids are little, I have a 30, 29, 27-year-old now. Back in the day, we called it the (laughs) beatdown. Straight up old school, man. I tell people the story, man. My daughter was little, and uh, she had one of her friends over. And her friend was using the front couch as a trampoline. And my daughter's eyes got big and she goes, you better get down. And the little girl said, why? She goes, before my daddy gives you the beat down. And, you know, a little tear came to my eye. That's my little girl. I love her. Yeah. So (laughs) things are going right. But you are right, though. You know, there's been a disconnect with raising kids and kids are getting away with so much. Um, I think the rights of the parents are less than the rights of the children. Yeah. And and we have a lot of kids raising kids. And that's a problem, too, that didn't have that concrete foundation. They didn't have the foundation being raised. So then the foundation isn't with their kids. And it's just a cluster. It just keeps going with no end in sight. Some of the marriages that are are dysfunctional, (laughs) some of them have mommy issues and daddy issues. And your partner will tell you, don't try to be my father because they never had a father. So had they had a father and had they had a relationship with their father, they would say, this is a great man. He protects me like my father. But they don't know and, because they never had it. Because they don't they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. All right, George. We're going to keep this short and sweet, man. I can't wait to edit this. It's going to be interesting. And I'm going to call it the, uh, the uh, Foundation Podcast for sure. You know, I really appreciate it. Um, how old are your kids? My daughter's. She's twenty five. I have one child. Okay. She just grad. She just graduated from Long Beach University with a business marketing degree. There you go. And she just she just got her first job coming out of university. She's work. She's working for the uh, Alley Galaxy soccer team. Okay. Is is that um, Beckham? No, not Beckham. Beckham's down in Miami. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. David Beckham actually used to be be there. The okay. Guys. Uh, we want to thank George for participating in the podcast and telling me about uh, foundations. Man, you know, and I'll have his contact information down at the bottom with his book and everything else. And we appreciate George for talking with us and we'll go from there. Everybody have a good thank night. So much for me. All right. Bye bye.